Hello, everyone, and I am your host, Jeff Ekstrom, and welcome to the Inside Nebraska YouTube page. I am Jeff Ekstrom, volleyball staff writer for Inside Nebraska, and joining me this week as Nebraska prepares for its East Coast trip to face Rutgers on Friday and then Maryland on Sunday. And joining me now is Diamondback volleyball beat writer Tanner Malinowski. Tanner, thank you so much for joining me. You cover Maryland as a beat this season um but thanks for taking the time to chat some volleyball of course jeff uh yeah thanks jeff uh thanks for having me should be fun so tanner maryland so far this season pretty good pretty decent results they stand at nine and five on the year their own two to start in big 10 play but this is a veteran team they return 11 uh players from last season's roster only lost a handful i mean kind of just give us a rundown of uh, who are the players to watch out for on this maryland squad so i think when you talk about top returning talent uh the two names that would jump out at me would be um Raynell Jones and then Sam Sire so Raynell Jones is a middle blocker and she you know she kind of had a choice actually because um after last season that that, that was technically her senior year but then she uh chose to use that extra year of COVID eligibility and you know she came back for one final run and um she's been the anchor to maryland's you know pretty stout um, defense throughout the years um she led the country i believe last year in blocks per set and i know she's doing the same so far this year um she is i think 34 blocks maybe uh away from setting the all-time program record for total blocks, you know, so, she, you know, she's definitely a force in the uh, middle of the floor. And then Sam Sire is probably the most um, dependable outside hitter. She's a junior. Um, she led the team in kills last year. She's doing the same this season. Um, and, you know, again, I think, uh, you know, if I could describe her in a word, it would be um, dependable. You know, she's not, you know, she, I don't think she's the most explosive outside hitter on the team, but, you know, she definitely, you know, has some, um, you know, leap and, you know, she's very good. I've just kind of um, working the, the whole floor and, you know, she does a good job of just kind of spotting up and, you know, uh, just kind of pinpointing her, her, her targets. Well, let's talk about that block, uh, like you mentioned, uh, Tanner. I mean, Adam Hughes, ninth season overall in College Park, fifth as a head coach. He has helped turn this program around into having the best block the past two seasons. Obviously, Jones um, was a, is a big part of that. But, I mean, what makes us seem so good at blocking? Like, it's kind of insane about how good they are uh, at that aspect of volleyball. And yeah, I mean, you know, really the thing that stands out to me is that they're not really a tall team. Um, you know, Jones is 6'3", and then they have a pit transfer, um, Anastasia Russ, who is uh, 6'5". But, you know, still, other than that, they're not like a giant team like um, Nebraska is. And so I think really, you know, when I've, when I've talked to Hughes, he just always, you know, he really preaches just the, uh, just the fundamentals and just... You know, it's really nothing special. It's just doing the you know, little things right and just the repetition and con consistency within that. You know, it's something that he really preaches. I don't think there's necessarily like any special formula to it. I think it's just a matter of like um a, like a discipline and just everybody doing their job. Yeah, I mean, this program is just steadily built up with Hughes. I mean, 19 and 13 a year ago, one of their best seasons in recent memory. They come into this year nine and five. So, 
Uh, Tanner, kind of take me through what was that non-conference play? Uh, how did that go? What did that look like for them? I know they went to four tournaments in the non-conference. So how did how did that play out for the Terrapins? Well, the the most important thing about it, I would say, and again, this was something that Hughes told me, was that you know they really wanted to challenge them them themselves uh, this year with their non-conference schedule. Last season, they went twelve and zero in non-conference, but you know Hughes was just saying that you know, uh, you know, perhaps it didn't really prepare them all that well, or just as well as it could have just for the intensity of Big Ten place. So that was something that they really wanted to focus on this year. And so their first um, tournament was at home. It was in College Park, the Maryland invite. Uh, they played Rhode Island and Navy uh, swept them both. And then they challenged themselves a bit with uh, Florida Gulf Coast, you know, a team that obviously made the tournament last year. Um, and they, they lost to them three sets to one. But, you know, there were a lot of positive takeaways from that match. Um, so they finished their opening weekend two and one. And then they, um, they actually went out to or they went up to New York for the Stony Brook tournament. <clears throat> um, they played Stony Brook and then Georgetown. <clears throat> excuse me. And um, they, uh, you know, they swept them both. Uh, offensively, they really shined. Um, and then Saturday, it was kind of the same deal as it was for the first uh, the tournament where, you know, they kind of came out a little slow and they ended up falling to South Florida, which, um, you know, it was kind of a surprise, you know, um, given South Florida wasn't the most, I guess, um, stacked team on you know, their schedule. And then, um, you know, so after the first two tournaments, they came out four and two, and then they took a trip to California, which was something they hadn't done since uh, 2016. They played a match against uh, San Diego State on Friday and then followed that up with actually, yeah, that was part of the, um, a doubleheader. And then they played uh, Sacramento State too. And again, same deal, won both games Friday and then uh, dropped the finale on Saturday to Arizona. But again, uh, that was a really good offensive weekend from the Terps. That was something that stood out to me. Um, I know they had, uh, I think, 50 kills in both the San Diego State and the Arizona game, if I believe or if i'm correct um you know i said think the offensive you know so the offense for them really came alive um you know in that in that tournament and then they uh rounded that out with a trip to virginia where they played um mercer and then east carolina and you know they swept them both um those games it was it was weird uh it was kind of like an each game kind of had an uh like a opposite story um First game of the day, first game of the day against Mercer um, was very defensive oriented. Uh, I think they had 17 and a half blocks. I think that was a uh, season high for them. And then against East Carolina, um, you know, it was just not that the defense didn't play well, but, you know, just offensively, they just kind of manhandled East Carolina. And then uh, on Sun or on Saturday, they've uh, swept Virginia in recess. So they closed out the uh, non-conference slate at nine and three. But, you know, I think just throughout that gauntlet, uh, the main thing that really, you know, again, that, that huge touched on was just a matter of reducing the unforced errors and just uh, staying con consistent. That was something, you know, that was present even in their wins. Um, you know, I feel like every now and then they would start out kind of slow. Um, you know, they would just kind of make a lot of mistakes on offense. They would just kind of miss 
fire on some balls and be out of uh, just out of position and things like that. And so, you know, that's something, you know, again, that they're still work, working on now, even two games into um, Big Ten play uh, because, you know, they're nine and five and the first set has um, dictated every single game that they've been in. You know, they're nine and zero when they win the first set and when they lose, they're 0 and five. So, you know, uh, so far, the, just how they start, how they come out, that's been a pretty good indicator of, you know, how the match is going to go. That's a pretty telltale stat uh, right there is, and I don't know when they win their first set. And I mean, when you look at three of their five losses, they've been close. Three five set losses there, including against Indiana last time out. And Tanner, let's move into that conference play. Owen two last weekend, they lost to Illinois on that Friday, three to one. Uh, and then they lost in a five setter to Indiana. So kind of take me through those two matchups and what's uh, occurred so far in those, through those first two Big Ten matches. So I think the story with the Illinois match was that, you know, they didn't finish. Um, again, obviously they fell in the first set, but then they, uh, you know, they bounced back to, to take set two. And then, you know, set three was just kind of, you know, the offense really uh, tailored off. I think they had, if I'm not mistaken, they had, I think, nine attack errors in, in just that third set alone. I think, um, yeah, like um, Illinois only needed, I think, 10 kills in that third set. Um, and, you know, they that was the set that they won pretty comfortably. But, you know, in the fourth set, Maryland turned it around. Um they were actually up 23-20 in, in that fourth set and things were looking pretty good for them. And then, you know, it was uh, it was just weird. It just all fell apart fast. Um, Illinois took a timeout, you know, when they were down three and out of the timeout, they just came out and scored the next five points. Just, um, just like that, there was just four straight kills and then I think a block assist to end it. And, um, you know, so that was just really, you know, that was a really tough loss. Just because of how suddenly it happened. You know, obviously there was no guarantee what happens in that set five, if it gets to that point, but still, um, you know, it was just obviously very um, disappointing for, for them that they couldn't at least give themselves a chance in that. And then moving over Sunday, um, it was weird. They really, they just couldn't stay out of their own, own way on Sunday. Again, uh, started out slow. They lost the first two sets. And I think, you know, something that really, really killed them was um, serving um, errors. They had 17, which was a season high for them. You know, they just, they had four in, in, in the first set and they had 12 um, across the next three sets. And, you know, they just really could never go on any, any sort of run just because, you know, when it seemed like they were finally gonna kick it in a high gear and take over, they would just serve it straight into the net or, you know, they would serve along, you know, what, what, what have you, but it was just super, you know, you could tell it was just kind of frustrating for them that they just really couldn't stop spinning their wheels. Um, but, you know, the, the thing about that was that they showed um, a sense of resiliency. Uh, you know, they, you know, they dropped the first two sets and then they were pushed to match point in, in set three. But, you know, they battled back, won that set. Um, you know, they won set four pretty convincingly. And then, you know, they actually had a 6-2 had a lead in that, in that fifth set. And again, there was a uh, service error, you know, it was their only one of the set and it was their last one today, but it proved, proved to be huge that, um, you know, it started up a 4-0 Indiana run. Um, actually, I think now that I think of it, it was a couple points. Yeah. Yeah. So they were up 8-6, 4-0, 4-0, 4-0, 4-0, 4-0, 4-0, 4-0, 4-0, 4-0, 4-0, 4-0, 4
service error. Uh, Indiana scores the next four points, and then Maryland battled back. But you know, when it came down to it, um, it just that's what kind of came 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 back to hurt them. Uh, you know, they lost 17-15 in that fifth set, and so you know, it was really uh, just you know, it, defensively they were there. You know, I, I don't think that was the issue. It was just again, like Hughes has been talking about so much. It was just those. Uh, not even mental mistakes, but just on unforced errors again, just serving and then uh, hitting balls too long. It was just it just really plagued them throughout throughout the weekend. Well, they are zero and two to start off Big Ten play. Have a chance to rebound this weekend. But uh, Tanner, let's discuss their offense, the Terrapins' offense. We know their identity on the defensive side, but they have Sydney Dowler running it as the setter on the offense. What does the offense bring to the table? What do you see? What do you see from that side of uh, volleyball for them? So offensively, if I could kind of sum it up in a word, I would say um, methodical. You know, they're really not trying to like um, blitz teams or just come. You know, just like take over com- completely. They're very um, deliberate. I would say. Um, uh, let me double check, but I'm pretty sure they're actually. I think they're last in the Big Ten, or they're at least close to the bottom. Yeah, they're uh, last in the Big Ten in, in kills per set. Uh, they're hitting, you know, just, but, you know, with that said, their hitting percentages, uh, you know, that's, it's, uh, you know, it's up there. They're, um, you know, they hit, I mean, you know, they're hitting 236. So, you know, it isn't like the offense is, uh, you know, it's not like they're leaning on their defense per se. But, um, you know, it's not the most explosive offense in the conference. Um, but then, you know, still they have the, um, you know, Sam Sire is obviously pretty reliable. And then actually one of, you know, we've, we've talked a little bit about the continuity of the team and just all of the re- returning players. But, you know, um, one of their freshmen has actually made a huge, huge impact on Layla Ivy. This is their first year. She's in a, you know, she's an outside hitter. She replaced uh, Paula Necha Peruka, I think I said that right, uh, who graduated last year. And, you know, the thing about Layla Ivy is that she's just freakishly athletic. She's crazy explosive. She can jump out of the gym. Um, you know, so her and her and Sire have really, I think, formed that really that nice, like I think one, 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 two combo, one, two punch. And then they've also gotten uh, a lot of contributions from um, Layla Ricks. She was actually a middle blocker her first two years at College Park. And then this season, uh, they switched her to uh, right side hitter, or, you know, she's a pin hitter. And so, you know, she's had a couple more, or, you know, she's had more opportunities to um, produce from the offensive end. And then um, Raynell Jones, you know, she does, you know, uh, chip, chip in as well. I think she's top five, uh, you know, kills, kills leaders on the team for them. And then on, um, another newcomer, um, Anastasia Russ. Uh, she hasn't played in as many sets, but she's still a pretty uh, reliable contributor on the offensive end. Um, she is, yeah, I mean, she's fifth on the team with 78 kills. And so, you know, she's been a nice alternative to, you know, maybe if they're kind of struggling from the outside, you know, they can kind of uh, get the ball to her in the middle. You know, she can kind of do some damage that way. Is there something missing from the offense that could make them more lethal? I mean, you mentioned they're just not the most explosive. What's missing? Is it the scheme or is it some personnel they need? What do they need there to make it more efficient? You know, it's hard to say because, you know, I feel like 
in a way they kind of get some of their offense from their defense. You know, I just I feel like they're not. You know, I feel like they're not necessarily struggling in a sense. You know, it doesn't seem like they're they're trying to 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 do something and it's just not working. You know, I think you know, but you know, still I wouldn't say that they're complacent with their pace. But I think you know, maybe if if they really wanted to be more um, explosive, it would just really come down to pushing the pace. But still, I feel like at that time, um, you know, at, at at the same time, it's kind of like a trade off. You know, if you want to push the pace then, you know, maybe you're sacrificing some of your prowess on the uh, defensive side. And so, you know, based on how it's gone this season, I don't think they're really, you know, they're not really in much of that, that mindset to really change anything on offense. Again, it's just been just a matter of limiting the mistakes. You know, I feel like they, you know, they, they know they're not the fastest team. They're not the most explosive team on offense, but, you know, I don't think they're necessarily trying to, like, there's, there's really no void for, for them to fill. I think it's just a matter of cutting down on the um, attack errors, really. Well, when Nebraska walks into the Xfinity Pavilion on Sunday, it will be a sellout. First time this year that they've sold out. What I mean, Tanner, what does this match mean um, to the volleyball program and the community? Because they're obviously coming out. Uh, obviously, Husker fans are part of that. But also, what does this match mean with it being sold out? I mean, it's just a definitely huge. It's just a big opportunity for the uh, program. You know, I talked to, to Hughes today. He was just, you know, talking about how it's just a um, unique opportunity that, you know, not only do they get to play on uh, national TV on Friday night when they take on Michigan State, um, but, you know, just the atmosphere that comes with, uh, you know, playing in a, in a sold out crowd in front of a, you know, a, a top five team. He's just said, you know, just how awesome it is for the program. And again, it's not something that like preparation wise, they're not really changing anything. You know, they don't care who, who they're playing, you know, they're going to give them their, you know, um, you know, they're going to give them all that they have, you know, it's really, um, they don't do anything special. There's no special like motivational quotes or anything like that you know, they, they know what they have to do. And, you know, I, I don't think they'll really be um, intimidated by them. You know, last year, uh, Big Ten opener, again, at home, sold out crowd, I think. Uh, Wisconsin came in. They were number two in, in the nation at the time, and Maryland knocked them off. And obviously, you know, Wisconsin won the national championship. So, and, you know, you know, again, there's a lot of players on this year's team that were on, you know, the court when that happened last year. So, um you know, I don't think they're really uh, intimidated. They've kind of been in this situation before, and you know, they they know what it what it takes to win. You know, I don't think they're really going to let the moment get too big for them. I think it's just you know, as long as they you know just uh, just stay grounded and stick to the fundamentals, you know, they'll put themselves in the you know best shot you know to uh, win. Final question for you, Tanner. What's the blueprint for Maryland to knock off Nebraska on Sunday? I think starting fast, obviously, you know, would be a key. Um, again, like I said before, uh, you know, when they've when they've lost the first set, they haven't won the uh, match. And um, but you know, again, I think it's just it really comes down to just minimizing the attack errors and the inconsistencies. Um, you know, he's he's you know he's been telling me that. You know, the, he doesn't think, you know, they've necessarily reached their full 
potential yet. And again, I think the miscues have been a big culprit of that. You know, again, I don't think there's really anything that's missing from the game plan or, or the strategy. I think it's, you know, I think it's all there. I think it's just a matter of putting it all together. But, you know, I think if they come out hot in the first set, that'll give them some confidence, not just because of who they're playing, but just, you know, the fact that, you know, hey, you know, we actually, you know, we're playing well in the first set. You know, we, uh, you know, we won, you know, now we're kind of in a position where we're comfortable. And, um, you know, when you factor in just the, you know, having the home crowd there and having it being a, uh, you know, sold out place, you know, that'll give them a, a giant boost as well. And so, you know, I think starting fast is, is the key. And so, you know, ideally for them, um, if they can just kind of go on a couple runs in the first frame and maybe limit the, you know, uh, attack errors, I don't think they necessarily have to hit out of this world. Um, but still, they've just kind of cut down on, on, on the mistakes, maybe got a few blocks in, in there as well. And, uh, you know, they, they take that first set. They can really uh, feed off the energy that the, that the home crowd will bring. And, you know, hopefully they can just uh, kind of, you know, I don't think they'll be able to pull away per se, because obviously, you know, in Nebraska, that's, you know, they're a pretty stacked team. But, you know, still, it's just, um, you know, they get out to that, that fast start. That's uh, huge. Again, not, you know, I'm, not saying that, you know, if they, they lose the first set, they're, they're doomed. You know, we saw last Sunday, they, you know, lost first two, came back, pushed it to a fifth. But again, I think, uh, you know, winning that first set, that would probably be their, uh, that would probably be, you know, that would give them the uh, best shot to win. There you have it from Tanner Malinowski himself, fast star key for Maryland on Sunday against Nebraska. Tanner, thank you so much for joining me. I'm glad you hopped on to talk some volleyball with me. Appreciate it, Jeff. Thank you. Tanner Malinowski from the Diamondback out at Maryland Huskers and Terrapins first serve set for uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time that's 12 p.m. here in central time here in Nebraska that one will have first serve on BTN plus make sure to go to nebraska.rivals.com for all the preview coverage of all Nebraska athletics whether that be football basketball volleyball and more. Thank you so much for watching this preview of Nebraska and Maryland. I've been your host, Jeff Ekstrom, and thanks again to Tanner Malinowski of the Diamondback. Thank you so much for watching, everyone. We'll see you next time.